Move fast. Hello, people. Hello again. Wow, why are you yelling? Why not? Because I said so. All right, but yes, walk, run, or roll. Please sign up for that lovely, lovely, lovely event. Uh, Goes to a great cause. Anything you want to say before we talk about SmackDown, Mr. Napper? Just simply what you said. Please sign up for the Cosmo Walk, run, roll 5K. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be superhero themed this year, which should be pretty interesting. So, I like superheroes. So, yeah, you can combine your love of, of Nikki Ash. Exactly. Yes. You could be. She's not there. She's almost a superhero. There's a difference between superheroes and almost superheroes. Well, she sure looks super. <laughs> she sure looks super. All right. Speaking of super. Does Hurricane about- Helms count? He was a superhero. Stand back. Stand. There's a hurricane coming through. There really is. We love you, Hamburg. I think it passed. Is there another one? Uh, no. Universal did you see the tweet from uh, Jerry Lawler. No, <laughs> I did. Jerry Lawler put out a tweet about something. About, I guess he was in the middle of the hurricane or something, and <laughs> Hurricane Helps retweeted and said, "I told you to stand back." <laughs> Universal <laughs> Champion Roman Reigns defeated Finn Balor, and then, and then after, as uh, Roman was walking back up the ramp, there, the lights got all red. He even had that. Yeah. What's, what was that? Yeah, the lights got all red. So that mean does that mean what we all think it means? It better Mr. Be. Napper is the demon finally returning to the WWE. God, I hope so. And you get on me about yelling. Sorry. <laughs> I hope so though. I really do. Because that's the only thing that I could think of. Because I was like, why would Brock's music have like yeah. You know, mind games like so, that. So it's either, not a Brock thing. So well, it's either the demon or Kane, one of the two. Any other? Anybody <laughs> else other fit? And I say that and it's because, not Bray. I say no, yeah, that Bray's gone. I say that because in like two Fridays or maybe next Friday they're going to be in Knoxville. No, two Fridays from now they'll be in Knoxville, and of course Kane lives in Knoxville. So theoretically, yeah, but it's not. Gonna, it's not May nineteenth. What's he? What's he gonna do? Lecture Roman Reigns on how he'll look back at his life and mistreating family, and that this just you'll you'll feel sorry for That's yourself. That's a great story. Yes. You're right because the and then he the lights go out. He wears the mask and then jokes like him. There you go. And all of a sudden, extreme rules. We have Roman versus Kane. It's Kane. <laughs> Actually enjoy that because Kane's not ever really retiring, so that's he's true. Be here, and, here and there, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a crown jewel for God's sake. Because I don't, don't know, the mayor of Tennessee. He was the mayor when he was wrestling DX. When he was, oh, yeah. yeah he, I mean, he was the active, full fledged. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, like I know I have this town to preside over, but Vince called. I gotta go. <laughs> so, anywho, are we getting the demon? Yeah. At I extre- really extre- hope so. At Extreme Rules. Ooh, that'd be cool. I think I you really have so. to. Yeah. You have to have the demon. What stipulation rules. should that match have? Because it needs one. We got to have some extreme in Extreme Rules. TLC? Still, still cage. I'd, I'd like to see the demon inside of Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's a good one. Hell in a Cell would work. The problem um, is they've they've got a pay-per-view for it now, so are they really going to use it? Well, it doesn't stop them putting Taker on one every now and again. That's true. And he damn sure ain't working hell in his hell. I think this is going to be the, the street fight match. Okay, I can live with that. I can live with that. I can live that with way that. They, they don't overthink it, and there's no, like, oh, well, how are we going to beat Finn Balor? Because like, 
the only other thing you can do is do a TLC to where no one really loses. Like, you lose because you lose your title, but, like, I didn't get pinned, though. I don't know. Street right. fight. We'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, Lesnar. Well, Brock Lesnar's going to return to SmackDown next week. Uh, Madison Square Garden, Super SmackDown. Even, even John Cena is booked for the show. It just depends on will he be on Fox or the dark match. What do you think Brock Lesnar's going to do next week, Friday night? Well, this week, Friday night. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, McCarthy? What's Lesnar going to do? Uh, is he going to cut a promo all by himself? That would He's, be weird. He's going to cut a short but sweet promo and then proceed to destroy the bloodline. All right. And that includes Paul. That would be interesting. It's the only way. I can't bear to see it. It's the, I don't want to see it either, but it's the bear. only way because I, I want to see Brock Lesnar on his own for a minute. I, and I'm really enjoying but the Roman Reigns-Paul Heyman thing. So, like, let's go ahead and... Squash it, but I don't. Man. But but I think that there's a great chance that Paul turns on Roman. I hope not. I like You're gonna this. go with your original piece almost every time, because all of a sudden, as soon as Brock comes back, Heyman wasn't believed by the bloodline. The fact that he's got nothing to do with this. Roman believed him hardly. He believed him he hardly. Carry the championship and everything hardly. He just doesn't see Heyman as a threat. That's fair. But still, it's what he said, and he believes what he yeah, says. Yeah, heels always mean it. Yes, they do. They, in their mind, they do. Yeah. Those are the rules. So. If you believe it, it's true. We'll talk more in the Maybe. coming weeks when the match gets booked on what could happen. We'll see what happens with Lesnar. What are your thoughts, Napper, on what Lesnar does on SmackDown this Friday? So I definitely think he's going to cut a promo. What actually happens after that, uh, I'm sure he'll F5 somebody, whether it's Paul or the Usos. Or John Cena, because he loves to do that. <laughs> John just runs in the middle of it, tries to interrupt, and then gets yeah. F5. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. He's booked. So. Yeah. Do we see John Cena on Fox? I don't think so. No. Because he's, he's booked for the show. He's advertised for the show. But I don't think he's on Fox. No. I he's, don't think so. Either. He's the dark match. There are some rumors that The Undertaker will be on SmackDown Friday. I don't buy that either. I don't either. I don't buy it. I don't. Have you seen those rumors, though? Yep. I, I don't buy it. It just doesn't Yeah, happen. because I, I'm me and the uh, Buckeye bros talked a little wrestling, too, and they were convinced that Undertaker was coming back. He very well could be. I just don't think this is the time. I don't either. I, I think it's very possible he wrestles another match, but I don't think this is the time. We'll see. Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch refused to base Bianca Belair once again. McCarthy, thoughts on the heel Becky Lynch thus far? She got the reaction they wanted by backing out again. It's, it's been a very short time. Like I said, it's... I was like, damn, that worked. Turn a baby face like that is really hard. But yeah, so far, it's starting to work. I was like, man, she wasn't as over <laughs> as we thought. Because Stone Cold couldn't get bit. No. He literally well, that's, that's, a different, hit, that's a different level of He over. could have hit someone's grandmother and it wouldn't have mattered. He probably did. I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> uh, he could have hit them with a bedpan and still not get booed. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's grandmother in the home. Yeah. Uh Sounds thoughts like something you do. It does, doesn't it? Thoughts, Mr. Napper on so far Becky Lynch heel. It's working. I'm very surprised. And I actually don't hate it. 
I don't know why, but I don't hate it. Vince, when I'm a genius. I mean, it's Becky Lynch. How could yeah. you hate it? No, Vince. No, that's we, fair. Because we and didn't like, even hate like, it when Austin it is, was a heel. It just didn't work. Like, she's not even really being that much of a heel. Like, it's just being kind of like, we, well, we, it's weird. They're both kind of being the same person. Because Bianca's always been that cocky, I'm the best kind of person. But still kind of a baby face. Becky's that kind of person, but kind of a heel because she's walking away from the matches. So they're kind of being the same person. So I think that's partially why it works. But, um, yeah, I don't hate it. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, but I do kind of wonder at, at what point does it get kind of boring that they're just, oh, nah, I'm going to walk away. Well, like, you've got to do something between now and possibly Extreme Rules, which is, I assume, where this is leading to. Yeah, that's where the match is I'm assuming happen, Bianca I'm sure. jumps Becky at some point. Yeah. And, and see, it's this is where me and the WWE Universe have some issues. I know it's what they wanted. I know it's what Becky wanted. She's being booed for being smart. I'm glad it's working, and I love Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. She's teaching Bianca Belair a very, very priceless life lesson. Everybody's got a price, though. Don't just hand out title shots. <laughs> oh, she handed out, out a of, shot, all right. Out of, on a whim? Like, that was crazy. That was her fault. She made that decision, and it was a bad decision. Whether we liked it all or not is besides the point, but looking back at it now, this is a major life lesson. Yeah, you got to give Becky credit. I don't know if they're writing that script for her or she's just going off the cuff, which I assume she's going off the cuff. She's like one of the five that's allowed, probably. Yeah, but she's doing a good job of like tying it together. So I was very impressed with that. I agree. All right, now it's time to finally talk about what you've been dying to talk about. Really? Yep. It is. We don't have that. Based on time, I think we got to go with it. Okay. And don't you think so? Nah, it's probably a good call. <laughs> all right, it's time to talk about All Out. Yeah. I thought you really were going to swerve us and say. I want. I to. thought we were going with that other one still. I want. I, I, <laughs> I was still I really waiting for this. I was waiting. I was for waiting it. for the swerve. I I want to, no doubt about it. But I don't want. But it was such a monumental pay per view that I don't want to shortchange it in any way. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Uh, and I, you know, I, I have to. I have to be fair to that. Um, you know, we'll. We'll uh, we'll talk more about the NWA when when the time is right. All right, let's talk a little all out. So we like to start it off big with these pay per views. Yeah, we didn't talk about them. Kenny Omega defeated Christian Cage by pinfall, but that's really not the big story. Yeah, uh, Adam Cole, baby, and, and Brian Danielson are now all elite. I want your thoughts, McCarthy, on the match, but most importantly. I want your thoughts on these two huge debuts in AEW. You have the floor. Try not to smile so hard. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll start with the match first. They exceeded the lofty expectations they set for themselves with that Impact Championship match, which, yes, you're supposed to get the Impact title over, but this shows that that the AEW title is just a step above. Because even though Christian stepped up his game, he couldn't get it done. We didn't know that already. It's Kenny Omega. <laughs> However, turned in a banger of a matchup. Like, that thing was 
legit stupid good. Like it shouldn't have been that good, and it was because Christian is amazing and very very underrated at this point. And then we'll go to Adam Cole. I was shocked, even with the tease earlier in the night. Shocked with the Pittsburgh Sunrise. Yes, yes, exactly that one. Still shocked when it was Adam Cole that came out. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then, of course, because I like heels, I laughed when he super kicked Jungle Boy. That was hilarious to me. Now I remember. And there's there's video proof of all of these reactions on Bruiser Nation Productions YouTube page. If you're so interested right. in watching my ridiculousness in action. Um, where the hell was our invite? <laughs> and then... Are we getting an invite for full gear? Maybe. I don't know. It's it's a Saturday. Is it? And it's after NASCAR's over. There you go. There you oh, go. It's all as NASCAR's over. We're trying to produce content for your production. Yes. And ours. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Brian Danielson showed up. <coughs> had me going, yes, in my chair at home. I was glued in. I was... Pfft. But he did. They had me hook mine and didn't. sinker. No, yeah, he, he didn't. didn't. But the fans but, did. But he, 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 he even like kind of. He, yeah, he, he was. He was like. He was like. Never mind. But I could still do it because I wanted to. And the crowd Does Dirty own the intellectual property to the Yes Champ? Is that would, why he didn't do it? I wouldn't Probably think not. so. I don't know. Then why didn't he do it? Maybe he doesn't want to. Just like CM Punk doesn't want to be referred yeah. to as the voice of the voiceless. Because that was a different company, a different chapter in his life. Yeah, because I mean, if you really think about it, like the Bay Bay thing for Cole, that was uh, that was prior. That yeah, because I re- I remember it in Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, it was Ring of Honor stuff. So even uh, though like intellectual property, I don't think they own that stuff. But like, you don't want to do stuff necessarily that you were known for in the other place. Well, someone needs to give someone needs to give Sting and Paul White the, the, the and heads uh, up. pre <laughs> post post show. There's some videos on Twitter of Dan- Brian Danielson saying why he came here. And it was so s- very similar to CM Punk's, except for the second comment from both of them. I took wrestling everywhere. I never stopped wrestling. Where CM Punk said that he was a sports entertainment entertainer for a while. How they saw it. How much differently those two, as close as they are, saw everything in that company. And yeah, Daniel Bryan had a lot more breaks than CM Punk because they cared about concussions then. So Daniel Bryan had a much better experience towards the end of his career than CM Punk did. Yeah. Well, uh, I think Daniel Bryan and, and or Bryan Danielson now will have to get back in the habit of calling him that. Um, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Um, and Adam Cole, I, you know, people I'm sure that listen to this show or watch the show goes, boy, I'll bet Logan's upset. No, I'm not, because I always say I'll support somebody if I think they leave the right way, and they left the right yes, way. Yes, he did. Both of those gentlemen left the right way and didn't do WWE wrong in any single stretch. Adam Cole signed a short-term extension just to finish the Kyle O'Reilly story. Like, that is professionalism at its height. And even met with, he took the time to meet with Vince, and at least two Vince had to say personally, and said the meeting even went well. I'm sure they probably said, had a great time. Said, he said it went great. He said, he said part of it is he's so intimidating that people kind of forget you can talk to him. Where Tony Khan, he said, is not that intimidating, and I can come up to him all the time. Because he said in the media scrum, he said, you kind of forget that Vince is human. You know, you kind of forget that, oh, you can talk to him if you, mm-hmm. like, 
So Vince can't kind of help these. I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. <laughs> and, um, and even CM Punk in that big podcast with Cole Cabana back there. Remember the big podcast he did that finally explained a little bit? He said, I did have an open door to this. He said, I'm one of the few. Um, but no, no, I'm not upset at Brian Danielson or Adam Cole. I, I think it's great for both of those gentlemen, and it's good for wrestling. And if I'm, if you're like me and clamor to see old timers get back in there, it's good for me too, because it's a huge deal. It is a huge deal that that you have this this triple whammy of CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Daniel Bryan all coming to the company around the same time. Uh, I don't have any because look, Daniel Bryan did everything you could do in WWE. Everything you could do, and he, he, he and then he took on even this last run a creative element, mm-hmm. and and like and even reinforced last night at the AEW media scrum right in front of. I love Vince McMahon. I love the WWE. Yep. Uh, like no, no disrespect to CM Punk or anyone that has 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 the grievances with WWE, and they're probably fair. And the but that promo is getting old, and so I, I get so refreshed. When someone goes, yeah, I didn't like this certain aspect, but that's one of the reasons that I loved Flair's NWA appearance. It wasn't about, well, a, you know, our one disagreement. It was about, yeah, that sucked, but I also love them for this. And, again, it's not to disrespect any of those guys that are upset. It's that now we've heard that story time and time again, that the promo in terms of on television is getting a little old for me. Of We get it. You were done wrong there. That's why you're here. Show us what you can do now. Um I'm not upset at either man. I think it's amazing. I think it's cool. It's great for wrestling. My question for both of you gentlemen, because you saw, I'm sure you did, everybody's saying, boy, this is it for WWE. They're screwed now. Did you see those comments? Oh, by the thousands. Does WWE need to respond? Will they respond? Answer me, McCarthy. I think they should. I mean, they're not done. I mean, come on. Like, Let's get serious for a minute. It's... it's WWE, they've been around since probably anyone that is watching this has been alive. Yep. So let's just cool it a little bit. Did AEW successfully shoot adrenaline into pro wrestling Sunday night? More than likely. Yes. Yes, they did. But it's I, no matter what Vince or what Tony Khan says, it is a different Product. There's people that are, we're going to watch whatever. Am I, do I enjoy, enjoy AEW more? Sure, I do. Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of enjoyment on WWE programming when I see the right guys get time in the ring because it's very talked about ad nauseum. Where I'm a, at this point in my wrestling fandom, I'm a ring work guy. Yeah. I want you to be able to cut promos, but if you can't go in the ring, I don't care. And that's why I never really was a Hogan fan. That's why I was only an Ultimate Warrior fan when I was seven. Like When you start trying to be a wrestler, you look at things differently, at least as I did, and I was always worried about my work rate. When you were seven? Not when I was seven, but when I started wrestling. No, but I'm saying you said you were an Ultimate Warrior fan when you were seven. You Probably. Were like 20? Yeah, I mean, there ain't no way you're that yet. <clears throat> no way. No way. That's true, because I'm 83. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, I mean, you, you were older than the NWA itself. They just had NWA seventy three, the that market seventy three. Look at me go! But you're eighty four. I mean, you've been. <laughs> Why do me and Ric Flair not hang out? <laughs> well, if you did, you'd look a lot worse. You, well, yeah, but you I would to hang out. You now. would start looking eighty four. Yeah, that's fair. Because he looks every bit of eighty four. Um, God love him, but he does. I and, and nobody loves him more. Yep. 
Nobody loves him more. Can't wait to see him get back in there. Uh, look, do you think WWE does respond? I think they do. Do you think s- they do something <clears throat> that gets people talking about them? And if so, what are they going to do? Well, who, that was, was going to be my like, what do they you do? Them? I mean, you, the only person <laughs> to call is The Undertaker. <laughs> There's you no one else. It. Or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Those are the only two. Lord. Well, one can't possibly probably be cleared at this point. One shouldn't be cleared at this point, but by God, he sure could be. Yeah. Look, uh, there's no one else to call. You got to create compelling television at this point. Well, actually, there's, there's, there's there are a few others. Triple H is always there. Shawn Michaels is always around. There's a few others. Kane, we but, just talked about. Yeah, like, there are a few others, but in terms, there's only one name that they could consistently call to get anyone talking to any kind of level for better or worse, and that is The Undertaker. It's weird how it's become that, because I want to tell you a story, folks. During the Attitude Era, he was never the top star in this company. No. He no. was never. He was just kind of, he was an upper mid-card fella that you relied on when you needed a run. And now he's this bigger-than-life Babe Ruth iconic weird-ass <laughs> God figure. It's odd. Because I'm saying at the height of his run, he, like in his prime, he didn't start getting treated like a god until, like, maybe WrestleMania 24? Maybe? Sounds about That's right. That's, like, Sounds right around there. Randy? That, that was Edge. That was Edge? Yeah. I'm, I would say right did, around there. Was Randy, was, Randy was before that, R- right? Randy was, what, 23, 23? Yeah, 22 20, or 23. That's like, when they really got serious about the streak. And then all of a sudden he's and then all a, of a sudden he yeah he's you're this, probably about right. like because like if you look at where he was in the Attitude Era he probably wouldn't be conceivably mentioned in the same breath as Taker and uh, as as Hogan and Flair and Austin and now all of a sudden they treat him as bigger than all those guys to be quite honest except maybe The Rock because of his Hollywood superstardom but he's he's treated I'm not saying viewed I'm saying WWE treats him bigger than Stone Cold. WWE treats him bigger than Hulk Hogan. WWE treats him bigger than Ric Flair. And they did that before any racism scandals or any issues like that. It's This last decade has been, he's the it. And there was always guys like me that thought he was it. Like, I've always felt that way. But to see the company treat him that way is a little different. And so I think that with every passing name that comes through the doors of AEW, and, and Brian Danielson is... It is a is a is a huge name. The Yes Movement got so hot, didn't it? That, it I mean, like, and he was a big deal before that. I was waiting on the final countdown. Damn it, I was waiting on the final countdown. Apparently, I saw it was really expensive. I saw like even, even Tony <laughs> like was when like Tony Khan is like nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, like <laughs> we'll just <laughs> we'll just do a remix. It's all good. Um, <laughs> like with every passing name, don't you agree that? Because I believe, I believe 100%, they believed at the time, and probably still do for now, unless a call's been made, that he's retired. But with every passing name, the pressure mounts for WWE events to give him that call. Because you're running out of people you can call to be like, his name value is right there with them. Because there's only like two guys left that their name value is there. Triple H and Undertaker. That's it. In terms of, I'm not saying you clamor for them the same way, but I'm saying their name attracts the same amount of Google searches only or tweets. Guys are I'm, doing I'll movies. be completely yeah. honest. It's, because of how 
now named Brian Danielson got over, yep. he might be the biggest get. I mean, above Jericho, above Cody, above all of them. Above be- Punk? Above Punk. I think he is. Be- and, you know, maybe he didn't get the giant pop, and but that, that pop was designed. They designed that. They planned that. Yeah. They did it in his hometown, in Jordan's old arena. Everything was there for that pop to be made. Daniel Bryan might not have gotten that pop, but it's Daniel Bryan. We got the, was, we got Vince McMahon. The fans got Vince McMahon to change his mind on a 5'10", 215-pound dude and look at the career he had. Yeah. That's why he's organically, he is a bigger get than CM Punk. I, and Adam Cole, where he has the name recognition, he's done... But he's not there yeah, yet. He's not. But he's not only is he now, but he's like the latest signee that's kind of the future too. What he's like twenty four, no thirty two. I'm sorry, thirty two, thirty two or thirty three. He's still, young. Still he's he's extremely. in his prime. That's we've talked about this on the program before. Most wrestlers hit their prime in their 30s. It just happens. You've had a decade in the ring. You know what you're doing. Your body has filled out because you're working out all the time, and now you're hitting your stride. So that's a big get for now and later, where Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, they might not be here in three years. Their career might be over. I agree that Daniel Bryan is the biggest... He's the biggest get to get WWE's attention. Like, Vince and CM Punk despise each other so much that it's like, whatever. Do your damn thing. But Daniel Bryan and Vince McMahon don't despise each other. They have a great love and respect for one another. A great love and respect. He's one of those guys that is getting like the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels treatment in terms of, well, we saw, you remember watching the old WWE Network documentaries? Yeah. When, when Daniel Bryan retired, we saw Vince come up and go, the only thing I want at the end is this. That's all he said. Everything else Everything you can else. do. Mm-hmm. He said, at the end, I want this. That's it. There are maybe 10 people in the history of the company where Vince would go, here's your ending, rest of it, go. That is respect, that is love. And that was, and of course, that was, what, six years ago, and that's only gained from then, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. And so I do, I, I believe 100% that The Undertaker wants to say retired, is retired, viewed that way, but this mm. moment, right here makes them at least go, maybe it's time. Because he's the only one left that no matter whether he should wrestle it, I'm not saying anyone clamoring except me. I respect that. But in terms of name value, when you hear whatever's left to him is on that card, similar to Andre back in the day, you're going to these days go, you're going to Google and go, The Undertaker's wrestling? That's the only person left. That's it. Because I just watched a video of Hulk Hogan. He can't do it. I've never been more convinced in my life he cannot do it. And all the other, like, the younger legends are gone. Yeah, it's... Honestly, I mean, Triple H... You have there, you have but... Triple H, and I guess if you wanted to somehow convince Sean to do it one more time... I don't think he could. I I think he has too much pride in And I think the work. only people that he would have considered doing it with have now just left. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he he chose The Undertaker for a reason yeah. to be his retirement match, even yeah. though he came back in right. Saudi. But and he chose I do them believe for a reason. He, yeah. I do believe he came back and said, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Because it tarnished yeah. his. It be, yeah. of, of all the things, of all the issues anyone has ever had with Sean or that he's caused himself. Right. It was the one match deny, where he went, whoa. 
you can't deny how good he has always been. And when he gets in a match where he's like, oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah, that was. He doesn't and he looked do the best again. out of everybody. He's been out of the ring for all the time. So, Napper, are you like me in thinking, <clears throat> yes, I'll admit it. Uh, I, I never do on this show because it's a gimmick thing. But yeah, oh, he was done. No doubt about it. Um, almost as surely, as much as you can assure anything in wrestling. But this moment made me go, he's going to get the call. I don't know when. I personally, my, my prediction is this. After seeing what we've witnessed, he's going in the hall in Dallas. He's wrestling the next night. There is no way he's not on the card. They don't have anything else. They don't have anything else. Yeah. Because Daniel Bryan was right on that level. He was already there. Think about it. He just made him into WrestleMania, and now he's in another company. Isn't that crazy? And before, so and, wild. And he's had incredible runs and matches with people that you can only dream about. And now what do you got? You have Roman Reigns. You have maybe John Cena come Mania time. You have Seth. You got maybe Edge. You need, but you are running out of options. You got Randy, they I are, guess. They are running out of options quickly compared to where they've been for they a long are. time. There's like no one else. Because yeah. everyone's either retired or yeah, or left. Well, and the problem is, too, and it's something we kind of hark back on to, is like they have the people. They really honestly do. You have Drew McIntyre. You have Bobby Lashley. You have Roman. You got Seth. You got Edge. You got, they put it, you got Samoa Joe, so on and so forth. They never take the time to build the story. But now, but now, here's the problem: is even if it, and I know this is going to sound like a WWE Homer, but if now they took the time to build those stories, it still it, wouldn't matter. It, it it would feel like a white flag. Fine, yep. you got us. Yeah, yep. Yeah, if they didn't, if they don't make a call to the Undertaker, it's going to be like because it's either you're damned if you see. Do, but doesn't that feel like it too? It it says fine, let's fight because if you got him to come back again, because. It was over. Like, well, it, but that's almost like, you know, you'll never get another reaction like CM Punk's when he showed up on Rampage. Like, that was a risk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the same thing with The Undertaker. Like, after a minute, he's not going to keep getting those pops if you keep calling him. Like, well, you have to call him once a year. But he, well, and I that's mean, not a well, viable business model. Well, I mean, he's not going to wrestle ever. Uh, I think the most you can ever get out of him, if 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 he's going to be active again, the most you can do is about two matches a year, the Saudi shows or Mania Mania in one Saudi show or the two Saudi shows, whatever. But it's something that's in it's something that's in the chamber for when you need it. And that's because no, the Undertaker cannot go out and be the Undertaker no. all the time anymore. But you need something in the chamber because right now we're all sitting here going, What are they gonna do? Because even if even if you call Triple H, Triple H is so busy. Like, he's so busy that it's probably not wise. Probably not so much him. now. Uh, well, I guess not. But. <laughs> Ooh, they could call Lance. Yeah. <laughs> so do we? Work out well. Do we agree that what? this moment has made it to where the Undertaker at some point is going to wrestle again? Probably. Yep. I think. Here's my prediction. I don't think he's going to wrestle in Saudi. I think he wrestles in Dallas after he goes in the Hall of Fame because people go to well, Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter. Goldberg's a Hall of Famer. He's been a champion after. You you get the you get the big plug you get the big pop you get the you get the even emotional speech, but I'll be doggone if he ain't right back out there the next night. It only mattered until Flair. Yeah, because he was the first one to prove that. Oh, I can still go after being in the Hall of Fame. Okay, really? Yeah, let's do this. Because you you really think about it, you got Edge. 
Yeah. It, I mean, Edge, Edge, yeah. Edge and Shawn Michaels had the one match after Hall of Famer. Triple H has been in the Hall of Famer a few years as a DX member, and yet he's had a few matches. It it doesn't matter. No. It's just a marketing. Like, it's a cool moment, don't get me wrong, but in terms of does it stop you from doing anything, not a bit. Nope. Because, you know, Kane's going to wrestle again, wouldn't we agree? Some Probably. point. So, even if it's a Rumble match, he'll have a match. Oh, yeah, he's yep. definitely going to be in a Rumble match at some point. So then he's he, got to break Braun's record now that Braun's not there anymore. Well, he, <laughs> well he, you know, and he, just, and he just got in the Hall of Fame. But, so, yeah, I think that is the response. They're out of options. They are out of options. I don't think they need to, but, yeah, I think that's well, the response. Because if I they, think it's too late to get late, not like too late, oh, my God, the jump ship, the yeah. it's sinking. I mean, it's too late to fire back right now. Yeah, like you need to go back and look at what you're doing. My so I I want Vince to like yeah he yells and he screams at his writers and he changes everything. But like man, put the fear of God into them like you do your wrestlers, or like the way you used to like for just a second. Like make them do a better job. Tell them because that's all we're asking for. We're not asking for a duplicate of AEW. We're not asking. For you to destroy AEW. What we're asking is for compelling stories to keep us interested. Because even me, yes, I love in-ring work. But if there's no story, even the rest, you see it in the wrestlers. You do. If there's no story and they're just out there to wrestle, you can see it. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see what happens and what the response is. Uh, we all do. We all agree. We think the response at some point is going to be that dead man from Death Valley, more than likely, because that's all we got left. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you for doing so well, Tony. Thank you, Tony Khan. Yes. I pro- I Thanks, promise Tony. you, if you, if Undertaker ends up back in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. And as an official match, whenever that match is announced, I will come on here and thank the hell out of Tony Khan for like 10 minutes. I will praise him just religiously. He's an amazing human being. If he gets the Undertaker back in the ring for another company, I'm fine with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Mark Calloway went to AEW? <laughs> oh, Your head would explode. That would be my official, I'm jumping. That's it. They can die. Fine. I'm jumping. Undertaker left him, it's all over. That's it. It's done. <laughs> All right. No, I would be like, that would be what? Who? No, don't need him. Okay. Uh, Paul White defeated QT Marshall. Boy, Paul deserved better than this. He did in terms of time. Like, no, he's not CM Punk. No, he's not. He's not uh, Kenny Omega even. He's not Chris Jericho. But, like, this is Paul White's first match since the non-sanctioned match with Orton, you know, when he was on the punt kick spree again. And we gave it. Three minutes? Yeah, I wish he could have got a little bit more time. Like, he obviously worked out hard and got in incredible shape. He looked incredible shape-wise. I'm not saying that he looked great in the ring, but, like, he came out there so slim and trim. It was reminiscent of Taker and Cena. It was like, Taker just worked his ass off, and you gave him three minutes. Paul Paul worked his ass off, and you gave him three minutes. And here's my issue with that. You could have given him six or seven. You really could have. Yeah. Because... Your pay-per-views go all night anyway. Well, that, and didn't the gun club just turn heel? Like, there were more people for Paul White to destroy to extend the match a little bit. I was like, where's Billy? Even even if, because more than likely that was was most definitely placed as a letdown match. If you got to pee, you got to get a beer, you got to do something. 
this would probably be the best decision to go. But that was right an insult now. to him. Uh, I mean, he, it's, he it's is not a what legend. He's designed for, but that's what, where the fans go. Really? Right? Okay. That's an insult to QT, too. But yeah. if you really think about it, how do you ever care about the factory again? You I'm, don't. I don't he, think was, you do. he, he was never going to win. I don't say that. But, but just like Darby Allen, at least Darby Allen got his stuff in. Darby Allen looked great with CM Punk. And hopefully, like Tony said, he's going to be better for being in the ring well, with you CM could, Punk. You can't really get your stuff in on show, though. Like he's He is definitely... You can, but... It, I don't know if they should have. I don't know if they should have booked it to be because Drew McIntyre sure got his stuff in on show at, at either. Yeah, but that's either Drew McIntyre. This is I don't know if that was WrestleMania show. or Monday Night Raw. <laughs> but no, he's he's got a point. It's it's a little bit of a difference between Drew McIntyre. You can't really and QT have QT Marshall get his stuff in on the big show. Like that's not going to work. It? Well, that's what I said. Like I don't know if they really should have booked it because. They should have gave him a better opponent. Paul White, really. de- Paul White deserves better than that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they intentionally screwed him. I'm just oh, saying no. I hope that Tony went, damn, that really probably – like I hope in retrospect he went. They should have gave he him something to make him look better. when he was making the card. Like Paul White – Knowing he, the stories I've heard of Tony Khan, he was like, dude, I'm sorry. Paul White – I can spare like three yeah. minutes and 47 Paul, seconds. Paul White needs a full-fledged feud and match for full gear. He deserves that. And that's not just my nostalgia speaking, though. I hope it happens. Uh, like he deserves that—a full fledged. Give him ten minutes. He's worked I hard. Want to see him and Darby, man. He's worked just hard once. just once. Because I mean, you remember when he swung Ray like a baseball bat when he was tied to the stretcher <laughs> and he hit the ring post? You think Darby won't do that? Because Darby will do that. Darby would do worse. I know, right? <laughs> Like, Darby would find a way to make that worse. He went through the ring with CM Punk, for God's sake. Yeah. That was scary. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of CM Punk, we'll see if Paul White gets better. I, I hope so. I keep I keep really thinking about buying a No More BS shirt, by the way. I, I love really, that shirt, I really man. keep thinking shirt. about it. I really? I keep... I keep mm. It's tough for me, man. Paul White gets a cut. It's true. Think of it that way. It's true. And it... Placed in my nostalgia. Probably life. a bigger cut than in WWE because point. there's less hands in the cookie jar with and, pro and, wrestling. And teams. you know my nostalgic love, and it would it's it true. would and it would show Tony Khan that hey somebody cares about Paul White, so maybe we'd see him more. And we all love hey. cookie jars. I do love yes, cookie jars. Do. All right, CM Punk defeated Darby Allen via pinfall. Um, I'll quickly give my thoughts. I I thought CM Punk looked a little rusty. Big moment. I get it. I didn't expect it to be such catches catch can wrestling between those two. I was like, this is weird. Because all can aside, yes, CM Punk was the best in the world, but he was never a, a catches, you know, Lou Thasbrick flair out there in terms of the style mm-hmm. that he was working. And I was like, this is really odd. Because honest to God, it to me, it had a it had an Undertaker pace to it. Like a good match, but slow. And It, it uh, was for a minute. Until about the last eight minutes of it. You know, because I, I know the last, because I went back and watched it, I was like, the last eight minutes... They pick it up and really they get really hammered. Did. Yeah, it took them a but, while. But to I was, like, I was like, man, this because at first I was like, this is slow. And again, I, I honest to God, I sat there and went, this is Taker esque because Taker's Taker's matches nowadays are slow dances. We're, we're out, and then we'll pick it up in five minutes when we do the snake eyes and that whole thing. Well, <laughs> um, and but I think it was it was designed that way for two reasons. One, because obviously CM Punk was a little rusty, mm-hmm. and he shook the rust off probably about. 10, 11 minutes left, the rust was gone, and that gave them the ability to pick it back up. But it it also alludes to the 
the background of Darby that we don't talk about. We talk about the movies and the skateboarding and the daredevils. We don't talk about him being like a legit wrestler. And he is And that's how that came across to me because Darby Allen was in control that entire time Mm -hmm. they were doing catch as catch can. So he was, he was deliberately slowing that pace down and saying, look, you got a lot more to worry about than just me throwing my body at you. Now, I thought it was, I thought it was again, CM Punk proving that one thing he hasn't lost. And we'll, we'll, we'll be able to really tell you where he's at after three or four more matches, but it's that he he looked selfless in that process because it did. It opened up that layer of Darby's game that we don't know much about. And I thought the commentary did a great job uh, of of telling you a little bit more about we kind of forget that Darby can do this too. I'll tell you, though, say what you want about what he said, but Excalibur continues to be the standout to me on that he's, commentary. He's gotten so good. Yeah, it's ridiculous it, he, how good he is. And it's because he has a relationship with a vast majority of the locker he's, room. He's like Mike Tanay was. Mike Tanay was kind of the professor on mm-hmm. WCW television after Bobby Keenan's health started to decline. And and it just incredible background story is what he gives you. Uh, Mr. Napper, thoughts on CM Punk's return? Were you surprised by the slowdown style, at least for the first 10 minutes or so? Yeah, I was a little bit. I, I had the same thought as you. I was supply, surprised it turned into more of like a wrestling Oh, catch is catch game. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it took away from it, like you guys said. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just. It was odd. It was yeah, weird and, to and see, it was, especially it with perfect. Darby, because like every ten seconds, the man. Well, tries. that beginning, it was like a throwback to a Bret Hart match. Yeah, where it's, he just can't get out of the hammerlock. I forgot that that even happened. It's been so long since I've seen a spot like that. Maybe hammerlock. What, what the heck is that? Maybe that's what Punk wanted with the uh, Bret Hart shirt he wore on Rampage the other night. Maybe. Uh, but but thoughts on the match? CM Punk? Did you think he looked rusty? Did at times, but I I expected that. Um, mm-hmm. Even Edge, whenever he first came back, it wasn't perfect rainbows and sunshines. He had a little bit of rust to him, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough to take. Like they did a good job of covering it up. You could still. We've watched enough to where we could tell. If you're a casual fan, you can't tell the difference. Yep. Well, it's another reason why they started so slow. Right. Catch as catch can. Just, it's because, let's knock that rust off real quick. Right, because if you're taking your time, you're not making the, as many mistakes, mm-hmm. which is, I think, is a good reason why they did that exactly why they did it. Is because if you're going to take your time, you're going to do it right. You're going to do things the way you know and remember how to do it, and you got to get that body Remembering how to do this, you got to get the reps back up. Uh, muscle memory's got that muscle memory. Yeah, muscle memory. That's what I was trying to think of. You got to get that muscle memory back. And so, yeah, it was it was a good plan. I thought it was really well done. But yeah, I could see a little bit of rust, but that was expected. They'll get rid of that pretty soon if he has a couple more matches here soon. But the only question you have now is where do we go from here? Uh, you know, I feel like Darby Allen and Sting need to go for the tag titles. I do too. I think that's the because if you're not going to have Darby in the te- in the like the world title picture, which it doesn't seem like is going to be the option, and Sting's going to keep hanging around. And I had this conversation. I had this conversation with Ryan and Alex, where it's like this is the only problem that I have. Like, yeah, WWE probably needs to respond because obviously we see what just happened. But at the same time, I kind of want to sit back and see what AEW does. Because you've got so many guys on that roster now that should be here. 
But they all got to kind of be here. But they all have to be somewhere on. And like realistically, you only have dynamite. Yeah, you got rampage for the hour, but you really only have dynamite to really let them shine. Yeah, you got dark and elevation, but a niche minority probably watch that show. Look, I, I I'll tell you right now, Ram, Rampage got to expand to two hours somehow. Oh, it's going I, to no I doubt agree. in my mind. Like, I, I like the format the- now. We have what? We've had four stars. Three of them superstars, one working her way there. Yeah. Debut in AEW in two and a half weeks. Like, we need two hours yeah. on Rampage. We you have to. And I like the format they do with Rampage, but, yeah, it's got to go two and, hours. And, and, let's, and let's keep in mind about the people that are getting lost in the shuffle. Lance Archer and Jake Roberts are nowhere to be found. That's true. Jake the Snake Roberts is nowhere to be found. Like, he's but an like icon. Darby, Lance, to be honest, MJF, even though he was in a high-profile match with Jericho. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Hangman, even though he was kind of pushed to the side because of... He went on whatever. Personal reason. Her eternity leave. I know, but, like, if that hadn't happened, right. then who knows what would have Of course, happened. Kenny Omega and the rest of the elite, Christian Cage, Paul White is now an active competitor again. Mark Henry wants to get back in there. Jungle Boy continues to yeah. maybe be in the title picture, he's but getting not. There, man. Like, he's but close. He should have been there already. But he's still focused on tag teams. He's getting his shots. But they're but not giving them the shots, though. But they just got one. He, I got. They just got one. They just got one. I got to side with McCarthy. We, you know, when even when it happens on regular TV, it's still a shot. It's still a shot. People at the title. can't. People can't say Finn Balor's not getting his due when you just got a main event shot. Because on it might. Yeah. More than likely, the titles won't change hands. But you never know. But exactly because the, the same reason why they had a, a fall in the freaking picture in picture the other night. You never because know. you never know keeps people paying attention during picture in picture. Yeah. Not that I do. I mean, I try. It's really yeah, I can't hard. Do it. Especially when them good, funny commercials pop up. It's yeah. like, God bless America. I'd be like, I'd be like I'm going to go make a sandwich. All right. Speaking of someone getting an opportunity, Ruby Soho debuts, and she wins the uh, Battle Royale. I don't like this, actually. I, I don't. I, why? Why is she getting the shot? Because now I've seen two people that have debuted in this style of match. And get the shot. Move it on in. And then do nothing with it. You know, because... Brian Cage gets the Casino Battle Royal win. Does nothing with it. He was the FTW champion. And it's like, oh, yay! That means so much to the wrestling world. Well, it means something to me, you son of a... It means something to us. (laughs) Not to everybody else. That's fair. But, uh, But how is it... And granted, I'm not talking about an execution, but in theory... You know, when Goldberg and Lesnar waltz in, we all complain, not me, but the grand majority complain. Ruby Soho waltz is in. All right. And it's that same old story. And with WWE Goldberg. WWE yeah. person waltzes in, gets yeah. a title shot. And you can say, well, Goldberg's old, that's the difference. But with Lesnar, you can't say that. He's not that old, and he's the greatest athlete on this planet. So, but, go ahead. I, don't, I don't complain when the Lesnar shows up. I even don't complain when Goldberg shows up. It's when he wins championships when he shouldn't Coming that soon. I complain. Coming um, soon. It's so exciting. <laughs> this is uh, it's going to sound like I'm spinning it, but I'm not. The women's division is very lacking right now. That's a good point. And you have to, the earliest you can do Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker is full gear. Earliest 
Because, yes, Britt Baker beat Thunder Rosa. That wasn't for the title. Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship is just take my money. They take it every four months anyway. Just go ahead. But then why not have her win the Battle Royal? Why would Thunder Rosa need to be in a Battle Royal? Get the title shot. Get the opportunity. Wins and losses matter here. She's next. Ruby Soho is going to get her shot on Dynamite or Rampage next week at the latest. And so she'll get... She'll, so she'll get beat. And so she'll lose. So she'll lose. So then how is... She's got no one else left to run through right now. They have it, And this is why it sounds like I'm spinning it, but I'm not. This is the problem with their women's division. There's a very short list of people. Anna Jane, not quite there. Tay Conti, not quite there. I Bunny, not quite there. I like them all. They are talented wrestlers, but they're not quite there. And right now, it seems to me that Tony's looking for names that know what they're that really have been on the scene for a long time. And that's Ruby Soho. That's Daniel Bryan. He ought to. That's call, Christian. He should call Sarah Logan. He probably should. I I wouldn't doubt if he has. You know, I know that she's she just had her kid not not too long not, ago. Not long ago, but, but it's something longer but, than but, Becky. I think. But say, but say around May, get her kind of you know because you're you need names with that. You you do, and but you have to make sure you don't bring in too many because you're struggling to tell good stories outside of Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. And, and that's what I Jane worry Cardgill about the men's roster because a, you're bringing in so many people. It's like. And telling men's stories is easy for them, and I don't understand why there's a difference. And I'll tell you because, what. Because, like... That's fair. If, if the men would have had a battle royal like that, with Excalibur giving exhibition and reasons why this girl's going after this girl, this girl's going after this girl. That was the best part about that battle royal, mm-hmm. because battle royals are hard, was Excalibur trying to tell us, this Here's feud's going on, this feud's going on, this feud's going on. He really impressed if, me uh, Sunday on he, commentary. The, he was man, just he on was his game. on it. If it would have been men... Would have been a totally different discussion about that battle royal. You know, this is going to sound crazy, and, and I promise it's not even my love of nostalgia kicking in. But I think because you're you're at a loss of what to do, Bert Baker, I'd bring in Medusa for a one off. She's never had that like last match. Like, why not? I'm talking about somehow get through 10, 15 minutes. I'm sure Bert Baker's going to have to get her through. Oh, it. I'm sure. And and Medusa's still in great shape as far as physically goes. Like you know, Lundra Blaze, whatever you want to call her. I would. I do. I do. A, I do with like a one-off, ten, fifteen minutes, even at full gear, if you needed to, just because you need, like you said, no one's there. We need time to get there, and so when you need time to get there, you can properly call a legend and go. All right, no one else is there. I'll pay you belt load. You get to have one last match in the prime time spotlight. I think it works. Let's be honest. Did Randy Tony, chase her off the show too? Tony is very. <laughs> one-off, big lights kind of guy. Yeah, like, and, It's and, almost how he and, built a lot of this roster. And she has like a very Ricky good... Ricky Starks right now. And she has he, a very good relationship with AEW uh, to the point that, like, I mean, didn't she appear on Dark at one point? I think even? she did. Yeah, so, has a, like I said, I'm talking about a one-off for 10, 15 minutes. It kind of gives Medusa, Alondra Blaze, a send-off, and Britt Baker gets the you know the rub because, you know, at one point, Alondra Blaze was a big damn deal. Yeah, she you was. Know, at one point, she was a, you know, she was one of the trailblazers of the kind of women's style we see today. She was way ahead of her time. Yeah, she was. Um, So I I do. I think that would be interesting to see. I don't know if that could ever happen. I don't know if she'd be interested in that. But you're at such a loss of what to do with the women's division because, like you said, 
No one's ready yet. Give us two more yeah, months. Yeah, like, there's, there's, get them ready. there's women that I care about. Red yeah. Velvet, I care about. Jade, Kay, Jade Cargill, I care. Like, I care about their stories. I care about how much better they've gotten since they first walked in the door. But they're not there yet. And we need people that are kind of there already. All right. Chris Jericho defeated MJF via submission. Boy, that false finish was... Oh, that was great. Were you getting a little nervous, buddy? Was I getting nervous? Yeah. I had to stop calling this. Like, so I stopped calling it during the Women's Battle Royal because, well, the dogs had to pee and I didn't want to have to clean up pee and poop. And I paused it. And then by the time I got back, it didn't stay paused where I wanted to be. It let me unpause but said, no, you're going to watch it from here. Mm-hmm. Even though I rewound and it still said, you're going to watch it from here. So I was like, oh, well, damn, I'll just watch this later and call it later. So I just kept going in the show. I hit record on OBS for Chris Jericho and MJF, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Like, 95% of me was sure that Chris Jericho was going to beat MJF That's and continue that. his AEW wrestling career. Mm-hmm. However, that 5% <laughs> yeah. is always there, and it always bother you, bothers you. So the Jericho-holic in me, there should be meetings, because I probably need some, couldn't even commentate during that st- Damn that's how it is when and it's one of your And favorites. I've been commentating yeah. shows for a long time on the Bruce Cruz podcast, the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't escape the fandom, and I sat there and watched it. That's, that's, how, I, that's how it is when it's one of, 20, when it's one of your favorites. I, I've done the same thing with Taker. I do the same thing with Goldberg. I sit there and just go, is that it? Oh, damn. I was like, this flip was on the rope. Yeah. It was there, I saw it. You do. There's this weird, nervous anticipation that you know damn well what the result's going to be, but you don't know. Because no, I do the same I'm thing. I'm not sure until, it's, until I'm sure. You know. Not sure until it's over. Yeah. I, Just I, like winning a championship in pro wrestling. Like, don't, don't tell anybody you guys until should, you win that thing. You guys should, because his matches are so quick, you, you guys should see me during a Goldberg match. Because anytime one of them starts getting an offensive flurry, whoever Goldberg's facing and vice versa, I go, that's got to be it then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gotta be it. Damn it, he's gonna lose. Or yes, he's gonna win. You know, it's just one of those things that you're like, come on, you can't even get out of yourself for a second. Uh, but I thought the match was really good, all things considered. I pray this is really the final fight for like a year. It got it has to be. Like I like how they twisted it a little bit. Did it go on longer than it needed to? Yes. Sure, probably. Pro- probably. Probably. I said sure. Don't probably. lie to yourself. Plus, Jericho's going on tour. It's time to take a break, man. Even, well, that's even why, like, go focus on five. You're not 37. You're not even 45 anymore, Chris. I love you. Focus on Fozzie. AEW will be there when it gets back. That's why I thought he might lose. Rest, like, rest your body good, sir. Thank you. And not good night yet, but thank you, sir. But instead, you know he's going to be able I know he is. I'm just. I'm sure he'll be on the full it's gear. The same, he's he's starting to get the same speech I gave to the Undertaker and the Ric Flair. Look, it's fine. Don't kill yourself. It's okay. It's fine. But it's not really. It's but it is. Stop killing yourself. It's okay. Take a break. Focus on Fozzie. You'll be fine. Stay away from the pizza cutters. We won't forget about you. What if he wants to cut a pizza? He needs to not. <laughs> he needs to not. He needs to have somebody else do it for him. Well, Otherwise, he, he might have mental flashbacks. Well, Thoughts on this match, my friend? I enjoyed it, but I still was a little bit confused why he won. Like, I was with you. I thought that MJF was going to win. 
I don't know if I didn't. My 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 logic was that my logic was that if he does win, then we know Jericho's still not done, done forever. Right. It'd be like I'm gone for six months, and somehow or another you get out of stipulation. And that's what I figured was going to happen. And I thought that was the way that you should go. Well, but this is what like this is why I was ninety five percent, but that five percent kept creeping up because Chris has multiple times said you're not going to see it coming when I'm done. I'm just going to be done. He doesn't want that what we saw this summer to be his hoorah tour at the end of his career. He's just going to be done. I just don't understand why he had to go over in this. And I'm not trying to make it one of those, oh, What do you mean he went over? It's MJF3, Chris Jericho won. I know. He won one match. One. I got to agree with that. But he won the last one. That's the one that matters. It it mattered that he won more than he lost. Well, well, he but he needed you would have seen live footage not only of me crying but that entire arena because that entire arena hit their feet when they restarted that match. Can, then why didn't you do that? Why would you do that? That's because terrible. that's great no, TV. Not well. No but, one wants to see that, man. Yes, only they when do. People, only when heroes come in do we want to see that type of emotion when they leave us we don't need to see that i feel like it's because it's a totally different the perfect guy to do that and you screw it up it's a blubber no no one wants to see the blubberiness of emotion that comes from your favorite wrestler never being allowed to compete again in aw you should put a shirt on well, I agree. You should put a shirt on, but you could have been saying that for twenty-five years. What? Leave the man alone. It was a blubber joke. Fine. I, well, I would. Well, I would like to point out that you see me being consistent here. I never say when it's time for someone to go. Jericho's got the right to keep on going. Yes, he, he does. But he needs a vacation, though. Well, we all need vacation. Then why didn't he take the obvious vacation? Why can't, why can't he cut a promo on Wednesday and be like, "All right, I'm going to go hang out with Fozzie now." I mean, the lead guitarist played as Judas. To the so, on Sunday. By the way, so I'm, t- I'm tired of hearing the crowd saying Judas. Yeah, I'm fine with the song. That, that last one was so terrible. So terrible. They were terrible. They were all out of sync. They weren't yeah. ready for it. Like, yeah, it was I'm terrible. sure you could do better. They, I probably could have, but I don't know. And they need to Because start, when you're doing it with a group of people, and they need to you start all putting, have to be together. They need to put the lyrics on the Titan track. Yeah, not, <laughs> especially at pay-per-views, because not everybody knows the words. Yeah, like, <laughs> Like, but I'm tired of hearing them sing it. Like, I'm fun with the song, I, but I, the shtick has gotten old for me as far as not me. I still do it. <laughs> I'm not saying at home. I'm not saying if I wasn't like if I saw AEW live, I'd sing it, no doubt about it. But, but overall, the shtick for me as a viewer has gotten old. By the way, great countdown by MJF. Love that, that was oh my god! I was like, what is he doing? And then I was like, oh, it's MJF. That makes more, way more sense. And then, and then I, <laughs> well, but then I, I love the font. Jericho's last match. And I was, it was old attitude. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I, um, I, I agree with you on the song to a point. I think we need to go back to the, the cor- just the chorus, the, the Judas in my mind, yeah. Judas in my mind, like how it first originally started. Yep. The music stops, Jericho's in the ring, the crowd sings the rest. Yep. And that's it, just those two bars. Like, yes, it was fun the first couple times when they sang the whole song. Because it's but become now it's like, this let's big go, shtick yeah, thing. Let's go back like, to the two bars. And it's like, oh, God, why are we doing this so long? All right, I know that we're running short on time, but uh, any final thoughts, Napper, on the Jericho situation, uh, MJF? Uh, I want to ask you both gentlemen, and then we'll, we'll get to the Young Bucks match, and then we'll have to call it. We will have to call it, unfortunately. Uh, 
I want to ask you both, though. What is next for Chris Jericho? What is next for MJF? Not what you want to see. What do you think in logic land of AEW, Tony Khan? What's happening to both those gentlemen? Where do they go now? See, that's why I thought MJF should get the win, because I don't know. Like, either way, I don't know if you could really say what's going to happen to MJF. I don't think there's a really definite answer either way. But if he gets the win, then you could at least use that as a platform to push him even further towards the world title, even though Kenny holds it, I know. Heel versus heel, nobody, not a lot of people really want to see that, but at the same time. I'm sorry, Brian Danson's about to change it. it right. It could have still been a good match. But now you kind of still got to work him up to it, it feels like. Even though, yeah, I, to, I get it. He won three. He's going to walk right into a program with I know. CM Punk or Brian Danielson or Christian. Hands down. That's MJF fine. gets the cream of the crop. That's fine. Please do something with Lance Archer and Drake. Please. Please. Something. Anything. I think Lance should wrestle CM Punk. Oh, gosh. I'd like to see Jake Roberts and CM Punk share a promo together. That would be really good. That would be really good. I know that people get annoyed because Jake's voice is his shot. It's still a good promo. Just listen. Very Just fair. listen. It's I'm not I'm not saying it's not hard to listen to, well, but if you make an effort to it, if you make an effort, just stop watching those Peacock clips, and you'll be like, that's Jake St. Roberts. You're just like, oh, man, his voice sounds terrible. Dang. That was but he's still a great yeah, promo. I stopped caring about it a long time like, ago. I don't know why people get all hunting. He sounds horrible. Okay, live his life, then try it. Um, That's like, fair. The fact that he's alive is a miracle. <laughs> Let alone being able to be a see how your voice sounds after everything he's put his through. But uh, all right, last match we're going to talk about for today because again we got to go. Um, Young Bucks are they finally had their reign ended by the Lucha Brothers inside a steel cage match that had a tax shoe and everything else. Boy, there was there was blood everywhere. There was blood everywhere. It was like a duel the butcher match. Dear Lord. Um, uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this tag match and thoughts on the new AEW World Tag Team Champions? So let's get this out of the way first. Oh, jeez. One of the most amazing ring entrances I've ever seen. That was legit as hell. And tell me I'm wrong because you're wrong if you don't believe me. It was me. cool. It was great. It was, it was amazing. Cool. I've watched it like four times. And it's no Undertaker, but we're all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Is there an argument to be made for that? It was still a legit was entrance, cool. okay? Yeah, it was, it cool. was great. Um, the match itself was brutal but great all at the same time. Or too flippy. I did like four flips. It's four too many. It's four too many because <laughs> no one's ever done a flip in the ring before. Kills me every time. It's crazy. Even them ba- them half flips when they'd be doing them backdrops, yeah, jump yeah. really super high for them. Look, you know whom I love and the style I love. Name me one time they did a flip. It's tough to do. I think Hulk Hogan did one in Suburban Commando. Well, there's an exception to that rule. <laughs> if you really think about it, Taker does a flip every time he did a like jump over the top rope. Every time he goes over the rope, you're right. When he exits the ring, he yeah. flips out of it. He hasn't done that in a decade. Back. He still does it. <laughs> it's, still, it's still there. It's on video somewhere. Peacock. Exactly. But anywho, thoughts on this match? <laughs> I thought the match was great. The right team went over. It's about time we finally get to see the Lucha Brothers, who have been a staple of this tag team division since day one, competing in the first ever tag team ladder match with the same Young Bucks that they defeated on Sunday. I think maybe climbing the like climbing the cage spot was a little much. Like I get it. You're trying to like mess up the Young Bucks. 
But that's where WWE stipulation fits better for that type of a spot. Because you can be a Jeff Hardy and be like, no, I don't think I will. Screw it. Whereas with Ray Ray Phoenix, it's like, I'm going to climb the cage and jump off. There's no, like, anticipation. There's no, ooh, is he going to climb down and win? Or... Is he going to dive on these guys? You, you just know, know he's, he's going to do it. Well, yeah, you know, but it leaves a question. Whereas, like, yes, I don't like the escape the case rule, but if you're going to be using those spots. No, I mean Ray Phoenix. Like, you just know he's going to do well, it. Yeah. yeah. But they, they earned it 100%. That match was absolutely ridiculous. And I was exhausted. After <laughs> calling it. Dear Lord. God. Uh, I... This was one of the better Young Buck match I've ever enjoyed. Still a little too flippant for my personal taste, but I understand that's their style. Um, really did. I, I enjoyed it. Told a great story. The entrance was badass as hell. Uh, I thought that, uh, what, what is it, Nick? He looked ridiculous as hell. With this stupid yeah. thing? Yeah, God, dear Lord. Like, when, Excalibur, when Excalibur says something yeah. about the looks of a wrestler, you know he was like, do I look like a big enough bag of douche yet? Probably talking to Excalibur in the back, yeah. too. Like, do I look like a total yeah. douchebag? Like douche? Do yeah, like, I need to like, die this more? Like, Please, 30, I will like, if like, I need to. Like, like 30 minutes, I, I have I have just more I just, just enough time. Yeah. Tell me now. So, I, but I did. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the match. Who's the first challenger for Lucha Bros? Because I think it ought to be Darby Allin and Sting. I think it's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I think it's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, too. But I mean, in, well, then who they face in the pay-per-view? You think that's your pay-per-view match? Yeah. So what are we doing with Darby and Sting? No, I think that's your pay-per-view match. You think that Darby happens Darby and Sting? Yeah. At full gear? I like that. I think that's your I, I could, for some, I like, like I it a lot. I felt it in the air of my Tonight? studio <laughs> when I was watching All Out. It crept into my mind. What if Sting turns on Darby right now? I, I almost thought it was coming. There was like... No, 3% of me no. was like, what if Sting turns on Darby? Sting can't be a heel. No. The only, like, it's hard for him to do. He did have a much better run with it when he turned heel like on Dixie Carter after she brought Hogan in, playing off that old story. Because if you remember, when he debuted, she, he turned heel that night. Yeah. And he put his hands on Dixie for a second, you know, saying, I owe you nothing. Uh, because obviously she knew that Hogan, you know, they're con artists. But that's the only time, like, and he had that cool feud with RVD that... It's hard maybe, for him to be a heel. Maybe if he goes he really, Joker Sting again. He really struggles with it. But I think Darby turning on Sting, like, get out of my way, you old son of a... Like, why are you here? You're holding me back. Yeah. I this think, is all your fault. I think that works, and I and Sting plays much better off that because look no further than the main event Mafia breakup. Mm-hmm. Remember one of those iconic Sting... You are a spit in my face, Kurt! And, I mean, Sting got so hot. <laughs> like, they did the empty arena, and it was great. It was awesome. I don't care what anybody says. That was the best era of TNA, right before Hogan got there. That was probably the best empty arena match, period. Like, right before Hogan got there, it made him at Mafia, it was gold. And I know what people are saying. Well, that makes sense. Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, any thoughts on this match, sir, before we bid farewell? I did think maybe the blood was a little excessive. First it's too many flips, then it's too much blood. I didn't say You've never much. heard me say too much blood, to be I fair. I'm always I didn't say too much I was talking about him. Yeah. I was expecting Flippy out of him. I next. didn't say Flippy. I actually didn't I think expecting. it was that Flippy. You're so squeamish. I know. You couldn't watch ECW. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't mind the blood. Just why? Why so much? Because there were thumbtacks attached to a shoe. shoe. <laughs> And these professional wrestlers are insane. What do you got problems? Yeah, that's true. Um, good, and I mean as a whole. It like was a good the match. The entire industry is insane. Glad to see they finally put the nail in the coffin of this rivalry, whatever it is. Thank you, God. Thank God. Um, I was a little bit bummed that it wasn't Lucha. The Lucha. Oh, my gosh. Lucha Bros? No. Lucha Store? Jurassic, Jurassic Express? Express. Yeah, I mixed them up together. <laughs> I was like, Lucha House Party, all right. I, I had Lucha House Party, Lucha Bros, and Jurassic Express all in my head. That would be a fun tag team. It's a lot of dudes. It's a lot of dudes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, glad to see that finally somebody took it off the freaking Young Bucks. Question is, now what the hell do you do with the Young Bucks? Anything? Because... Maybe they face Darby Allen's day. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe. Maybe, maybe a number one contender's Maybe match. because of the egregious actions of the Young Bucks over these past six months, Tony Khan may have to go ahead and say, you don't get a title shot, you have to earn it. I feel like the next people to take on them, though, is going to be uh, CM Punk and uh, Daniel. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Pass. I barely want. Sure? I I don't want to see them touch each other in a ring for like a year. Who? Yeah, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Yes, it is a storied rivalry, and I will be to the moon when they go to head the moon. to head to continue the storied feud. However, there are so many matches to be had before we get to CM Punk and Daniel Bryan sharing a ring. And just wait till CM Punk brings up the fact that I, if I hadn't left, your little movement doesn't happen. Oh, that's coming. That's going to be great. You know that's coming. <laughs> that's good. So with that, any final words, boys? Anything you want to plug, say, or do? You first. Oh, you mean the Bruce Cruz podcast? The only yeah. podcast that makes you pro wrestling for your ears? That one comes out on Thursday. I had a couple special edition episodes on Sunday, you know, some previews calling half of it because I got emotional. And then I wrote an article as well on BruiserNationProductions.com about AEW All Out reviews and predi- or review and results. Can I start writing for your website? I don't care. You Go know, ahead. big, long articles yeah. about The Undertaker. You can write about The Undertaker. <laughs> you can write about racing. I don't care. All the shows are on there. All right. Start Speaking writing of racing, things. check out the Red Factor Podcast every Monday usually, but this week is going to be on Wednesday. Late, we late are night. doing it late night on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know when it's actually going to go up because we're probably just going to record it late night. I don't know if we're actually going to go live. We'll, decide yeah, we'll that just later. put it up Thursday. We'll figure it out. But it is going to go up this week. Uh, we're going to talk about everything that started off in the playoffs, which was a lot of fun. Very good race. Also, check out the Buckeye Bro Show every Thursday from, I think it's 8 to 9.45, but we're going to change that. So it's going to be 7 to 9.30 or 7.30 to 9.30. What? We're going two hours. So random. We're going two hours. We weren't two hours before. Now we're going two hours. Two hours. All of your Buckeye needs and other stuff. Every every other stuff. We do talk about other sports. We talk about other things not related to the Buckeyes. You should should all have me on that show during the Penn State week. Yes, we should. I actually agree with that. That would be really, really fun. I'll do it. We'll make it happen. I'll reach out to you about that. that. That sounds like a lot of fun. But, yes, every Thursday from 8 to 9.45 usually, but. This time we're going to go 730 to 930. Nice. And, of course, check out, or sign up, I should say, for the Walker and Roll 5K, Cosba, 
get your inner superhero on and just have a good old time. Get out of the house. We've all been cooped up. We've been cooped up for way too long. And with that, as we said we would, um, did you get a chance to fix graphic or not? I did. All right. Uh, with that, we will end the show essentially as we began it, uh, paying tribute to Daphne, and then we will put the, uh, the very important number up that's been running the entire course of the show again. If you're listening to the podcast version, that number is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. And again, if you want to reach out to any of us, not saying we're professionals, not saying we'll say what you want to hear, but by God, we're here. This this has got to, it's never going to completely stop, I understand that. But we are, you want to talk about an epidemic or a pandemic, mental health is one of those as well. Um, so with that, Buckle Brigade, be the reason somebody smiles today. Be safe, be well. We'll see you next week.